Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Monday, September 25th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Russia is dodging sanctions on some of its oil exports, private equity is helping a famous restaurant group expand globally, and tensions are high between Poland and its war-torn neighbor, Ukraine. It is alarming to see how some in Europe, some our friends in Europe, play out solidarity in political theater. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Russia has been avoiding sanctions from the G7 that put a price cap on oil exports. The FT found Russia created a so-called dark fleet of oil tankers that operate outside of Western surveillance. In August, almost three-quarters of Russian oil shipped by sea bypassed the sanctions. The G7 instituted a price cap last December to limit Russia's oil sale revenues. The money is an important part of how the country funds its war in Ukraine. Last week, Poland's President Andrzej Duda compared Ukraine to a drowning person that could end up bringing down their rescuer. Then the country's prime minister upped the stakes. Prime Minister Mateusz Morawiecki told a Polish television station, we are no longer transferring weapons to Ukraine because we are now arming Poland with more modern weapons. Poland's government has since walked back those statements. It all stems from a decision to ban grain imports from Ukraine. Here to talk about this is Tony Barber. He's our European comment editor. Hi, Tony. Hi there. All right, Tony, so why the sudden U-turn in Poland? I mean, what's going on here? Well, I I think to call it a U-turn would be a little exaggerated. I would expect uh, the longer-term trend of Polish support for Ukraine uh, to come back. But, I mean, the short answer why has this friction arisen is because Poland is in an election campaign and it is uh, a pretty tightly fought contest between the ruling right-wing party, Law and Justice, and the opposition doesn't look as if the government party, Law and Justice, will achieve an outright majority. So they need to win every vote they can, and they think there are some votes to be gained from taking a tougher line on Ukraine. Um, Public sympathy for Ukraine is broadly still quite strong, but there are certain areas where it has softened, and one area is uh, frustration at uh, Ukrainian agricultural exports to Poland, which um, in the eyes of voters in rural and small town areas threatens their livelihoods. So in short, it's election time and there are votes to be gained from looking a bit harder on the Ukraine issue. And Poland's election is, is coming next month. But Tony, is this recent rhetoric against Ukraine, is it only coming from Poland or is it elsewhere too? In my view, the support for Ukraine across the whole of Central and Eastern Europe has been a little bit softer than a lot of people understand, particularly Slovakia, Hungary, and then to a lesser extent, Romania, Bulgaria. In in all of those countries, you've had politicians who've spoken out against full-throated support for Ukraine. In Slovakia, which uh, traditionally has been actually quite a Russophile uh, society, There is also an election campaign, an election on September 30th. And there, the party which is leading in the polls, 
is pretty critical of military and financial support for Ukraine. So you see it across Central and Eastern Europe, but the surprise definitely has been in Poland, which was one of the most stalwart of Ukraine's supporters. So Poland has these elections, Slovakia has their election this week, and politicians from both countries are questioning support for Ukraine. What might that mean for the war? Gradually, as the war is now more than a year and a half on from the full-scale Russian invasion in February 2022, gradually the levels of European financial military have been ramped up. And I think that has been a, a matter of tremendous support for Ukraine, the Ukrainian people. The risk, of course, is that if the war is going to go on into a third year, the risk for the Ukrainians is that they might see public support in certain European countries tail off a bit. But, I mean, the much bigger problem, potentially, without any question, is what happens in the uh, US presidential election next year. There's a pretty a pretty hard-line minority group and of Republicans in, in the House in particular who just think, you know, this thing is dragged on too long, it's time to scale back the support. And I don't think you could expect that not to have a very, very significant impact on European support for Ukraine, particularly in Central and Eastern Europe. Tony Barber is the FT's European comment editor. Thank you, Tony. Thank you. China's version of the World Bank is prioritizing the environment. The Asian Infrastructure Investment Bank says it will release a climate action plan this week. The AIIB told the Financial Times that it will triple its climate financing by the end of the decade. This would make climate the bank's top lending priority, making up more than half of the funds it gives out. Still, China is the world's biggest carbon emitter annually and is really reliant on coal for power. China says that its CO2 emissions will peak before the end of the decade and that it'll achieve carbon neutrality before 2060. Big Mama is a popular Italian restaurant chain with restaurants in five European countries. Now its co-founders want to expand into the U.S. and the Middle East, and Big Mama is going to do it through private equity. The FT's Leisure Industries correspondent Oliver Barnes joins me now. Hey, Oliver. Hey, Mark. So for those who don't know Big Mama, I admit, I don't know, I have not been there. Tell us a little bit about the restaurants, who owns them, and, and why they are so popular in Europe. So they launched in Paris almost a decade ago now, Italian restaurants, but French-owned. And they're just kind of unmistakable for their very over-the-top, extravagant interiors, a little camp almost. And then the, the food is just very decadent and fun. And these two entrepreneurs behind it, Victor Luger and Tigran Seydou, they've been running the business since it began. They're used to having investors, but now to kind of grow the estate to grow the business, they brought on a private equity firm, McQuinn, that says it specializes in food tech and the restaurant sector in a deal that's set to probably close by the end of the year. And Oliver, why did Big Mama decide to go with a private equity firm? Their justification for it is basically they want capital to expand. So they've got 23 sites. Most of them are in London and Paris. And they want to take those and bring them to the U.S., bring them to the Middle East, big markets for hospitality where there's lots of money and lots of interest from consumers at the minute. And the 
avenues to do that at the moment in terms of getting the capital for it are quite limited, right? If you look at most other kind of comparative restaurant chains or members clubs or other stuff in hospitality, either they're taking on private equity investment or they're probably taking on Middle Eastern investment. And clearly, Luger and Seydoux, the two entrepreneurs behind Big Mama, have decided, you know, having a private equity investor makes sense. But are there risks for restaurants going into business with private equity? The risks generally center around cost-cutting and driving earnings to the detriment, one could say, of the brand. Now, that maybe sits a bit easier in the kind of casual dining mid-market sector where Big Mama pitches itself. It's, you know, it's in the upper end. And if you had a PE firm that was trying to drive costs very hard, that probably wouldn't sit very well with that model. McQuinn insists that that's not their end game. And basically, they see a business that they can enter an investment now. And, you know, at some point, they'll have to exit five, six, seven years down the line. And there will still be a kind of convincing growth play to say, look, we've got a brand that's really well respected. We've managed to maintain it. And we can still grow it. So is it just me or is it a really weird time to expand right now, right? Like commercial real estate is unstable. Interest rates are really, really high. Why would Big Mama want to expand at this moment? I think basically the way I'd interpret it, and I get your kind of skepticism sometimes about growth in the industry right now, because it is a tough time for the restaurant industry. But there's so many different segments of the restaurant industry. And this very much is planted within a kind of more luxury upmarket segment. And when you look at hotels, when you look at restaurants, when you look at other hospitality uh, businesses, generally the upmarket is a more stable bet because wealthier consumers, if there is a downturn, are going to be a bit less affected by it and are going to continue to go out more. Oliver Barnes is the FT's Leisure Industries correspondent. Thanks, Oliver. Thank you. You can read more on all these stories at ft.com for free. When you click the links in our show notes, this has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. This is Matt and Sean from Two Black Guys with good credit. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.